Thank you for listening. Good morning and welcome to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host. And before you actually begin the program, I want to wish uh, my mother, Margaret, a happy birthday. If there's a heaven, that's where she is. And she was a very loving, caring, giving uh, person and and really just a delightful, lovely woman. Um, now, I want to get on with the program and the business at hand, which has to do with speed and exhilaration, uh, the thrill of driving fast. And if you've ever felt a need for speed, then today's show is a show for you. Chris uh, Grigalunas is my guest, and he is a race car driver, a certified instructor, as well as the founder and CEO of Azul Motorsports, which is dedicated to introducing drivers to the exhilaration and thrill of motorsports in a safety-first, high-energy environment that's geared for the individual, for private groups, or for the corporate experience. And we'll be talking about all those things. Welcome to the Biz Hour, Chris. Thanks, Ron. Appreciate you inviting me on the show. Um, before uh, you describe uh, the Azul Motorsports offering, uh, let me say that this race car uh, experience on the individual level um, is purely a, a personal adrenaline rush. And what you've done is structure your organization to also enhance business and we'll, we'll talk about how it how it parlays into improving business performance as well as providing personal thrill mm-hmm. uh, and um, so we're going to be talking about um, the cars uh, here to start because at the core the, the race car and uh, race car experience uh, on a track, uh, sometimes uh, with other vehicles, or you can explain: is there always are, are there always other vehicles? Um, that's at the core. And um, tell me about, um, in general, um, where you do this. Uh, we'll talk about the cars in a moment and how you describe uh, that sixty-seven sixty-second elevator talk. Um, uh, what what? Azul Motorsports does. Great. Uh, so what I would say is we are a race car experience company where groups and individuals can come out to the track. And the tracks I'm talking about are road race tracks where you turn right in addition to turning left. And here in Atlanta area, the tracks have elevation changes too because if we're, we're elevated. If you go down Savannah or other places where it's flat, there's not as many elevation changes. And so we, uh, we have multiple cars on track at the same time. So there is passing, and then, and then there's no pace car. So there are certified instructors in the car with you if you're driving or if you're riding shotgun. So there's multiple ways to play. You can ride or drive. And uh, for groups or individuals, so uh, individuals is kind of self-explaining there, but for groups you can do rewarding employees, team building, maybe doing some tire change competitions, like a pit crew competition between people. And then uh, client cultivation, bringing out maybe some of your customers and maybe some prospects or, or whatnot just to have a, a rip-roaring good time around the track. So those are that's pretty much what we do in essence for the experience part. And then we also have uh, advertising on said cars so everybody can see your brand on our race cars going around the racetrack and at these events. And you said uh, there is a no pace car. Is the significance of that uh when you're out on the track um, with someone, uh, that there are no limits? 
to speed? So uh, that's a great question. So uh, we do safety first uh, is our motto, and fun is a very close second. So uh, it's not unabrided or unabridged uh, speed. You don't go as fast as, you know, you stay within the capable realms of the driver. So as an instructor, you have the obligation to keep things safe for everybody on the track, not just your own. Uh, and that includes safe passing, safe entry speeds, safe, uh, just keeping it safe all around. So it's not uh, a dangerous speed, but it is as fast as, as comfortable for the driver and the instructor. So, so I won't pin you, pin you down, but yeah, no. does that mean uh, that those are speeds between 100 and 150 miles an hour? Yeah, so at Road Atlanta, uh, depends on the track and the car and track conditions and who you have to pass or, or what's going on. But in our range of cars, you can go anywhere from over 100 to about 150 miles per hour, especially at Road Atlanta with the long back straightaway there. You have a lot of room before you have to slow down to take a 90-degree left-hand turn at 60, 50 to 60 miles per hour. So think about what I just said there. You're taking turns at 50, 60 miles per hour. Wow. Um, you mentioned also uh, the elevations uh, of uh, the track and uh uh, it's part of, along with uh, the G's that you're pulling on some of the turns, uh, both right and left, um, uh, the elevations are something um, that make it roller coaster like. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally roller coaster like if you went on a roller coaster that was going between 100 and 100. Well, it's a straightaway, but nevertheless, to try drive near 100 miles an hour uh, up and over a hill and around the curve. And sometimes it's a blind turn, so you're going over a a hill and you have to be turning so there is some experience involved yeah um do you uh actually are you doing two-wheel drifts and four-wheel wheel drifts sometimes <laughs> so in the interest of safety we, we we generally shy away from uh breaking tires loose okay so that's um not something you typically do and honestly, doing that slows the car down. Anytime you're sliding, you're you're slowing, you're braking, you're slowing down the car. So so doing that, you're actually going slower than you could be otherwise. But it, but it can be fun. Absolutely, can be fun. Let's uh, yeah, I I should tell a story about going down to um, uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway where Mercedes had a function and uh, they they were taking people out and they were introducing their AMG series. Um, so they had uh, drivers. Um, we put on helmets. I went down with a friend, so he actually got in the back seat, and we were both in the car. And uh, they uh, had set up a, a, a nice road course, actually uh, something outside of the the oval for uh, AMS. And uh, and the guy went really really fast. Um, uh, and it was only when we were coming back. Uh, that my friends had said something like, uh, is that about as fast as you go? Uh, Ron was driving faster than that on the way here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, guy, the guy just went onto the track again. I mean, just pulled right back out, and we went around, and it was faster. And there were uh, a couple of uh, two-wheel and four-wheel drifts, in, right. in the, and, and it, it was a lot of fun. Um, and then we got to drive the the car uh, through a couple different courses, a wet course and a dry course, and, uh, and uh, um, that was a lot of fun. So that was the closest to um, to your experience that I've had. Um, uh, I've yet to uh, experience uh, what you do, and I would love to. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, the cars. You have um, a Corvette and a Spec Miata. 
um, I'll, I'll have you get very specific, but but they are uh, street legal, both of them, or one is and one isn't, and uh, yet they're very high-performance cars. Uh, tell us about them. Yeah, absolutely, and, and one of the most common questions I get asked is what is which one's your favorite car or, or what's your favorite track? And it's kind of like, well, if you had kids, you don't really have a favorite. They're all different, and they're all great in their own way. So uh, for the Corvette, uh, the sound of the big V8, it's a 6.2-liter V8. Um, the the top-end speeds and and just the, the experience of, of how quickly it accelerates, it's a very torquey motor, so you just pop out of the turns like crazy. It's a whole lot of fun. Um, that one is a Z51 Corvette, uh, which means that it has a track package on it, and we've upgraded the brakes and fluids and whatnot to be able to withstand um, the high temperatures that are generated when you're decelerating at those rates of speed, and so i.e. keeping it safe, right? And then the Spec Miata race car, that, that one's not street legal. So the Corvette is street legal. That's the one we bring out to car shows and, and like we brought out today and whatnot. And the Spec Miata, uh, it lives on a trailer, to get point to point and then she comes out to play once you're at the track because on a racetrack you don't need a licensed insured vehicles you in fact most of them real race cars aren't uh, many many vehicles that porsche or any any other manufacturer makes that specifically a race car there's not even a, a vin number like you can't register for a street use so this is the spec me on race car is not street legal and the reason why is it has no emissions no airbags um and I think that's about it, really, as far as being street legal, being able to register it. Uh, but the remo- the steering wheel removes. There's a roll cage in it, fire suppression. And the suspension is so stiff that you can feel every crack in the pavement, uh, which uh, around town might be a little bit of annoying, especially with the six-point harnesses having to try to get in and out and climbing in and out of the roll cage, doing some yoga poses to, to actually make that happen. Yeah. Um, but at the racetrack where it's built, for and, and love to, to drive it around, uh, it hugs the turns like none other. It's only 2,100-pound car, so it's it's a very light machine. Um, the Corvette is much more uh, comfortable. It has the three-point harnesses, which is your standard seatbelt, and it even has seat coolers and all this other stuff. So it's mu- a much more comfortable, quote, comfortable ride, uh, whereas the Miata is a raw race car ride. Is it even uh, lighter than the Corvette? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so the Corvette's 3,300 pounds, and then the Miata's 2,100, so it's 1,200 wow. pound difference. So uh, I like to liken the spec Miata to a, a big go-kart. Yeah, I mean, most people think of in terms of Corvettes as having this incredible power-to-weight ratio. They still do, yeah. But then that uh, 2,100 pounds for the Miata also gives it an uh, incredible power-to-weight ratio. Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. How did you now? Without giving anything away about maybe your introduction to one car or the other, uh, one being at a very early age, mm-hmm. uh, how did you come by um, those two cars? So uh, we're running a business, and for a business to be profitable, you have to make money and spend uh, not as much as you make, <laughs> right? So uh, they're honestly the best value bang for the buck. Um, the Miata, if you really want to learn how to drive a race car, um, power will not save you. Power will not make up your time, whereas in a high-horsepower car, uh, if you mash the throttle, you can make up for a lot of mistakes. In the Miata, the mistakes, you can't make it up if you if you scrub off too much speed. It's called a momentum car. So it's a great training car. Um, it's uh, reasonable to run, consumables, brakes, 
tires, fuel, all that stuff is reasonable to run on it. Um, so that's why we have the Spec Miata race car. That's If you want to learn how to drive a race car, that's the one you should probably start with. And if you want to graduate from there, um, that's probably the best road to go down. Um, I'm not going to say don't buy you know a, a big horsepower car to learn on either. Actually, I started out with a Subaru STI, which is... Uh, not really a conventional car because it's all-wheel drive and high, higher horsepower and whatnot. And then kind of took a step back to learn a little bit more with the Miata. And then the Corvette on the other end of the spectrum is higher horsepower. And and for its price range, it is definitely the best deal or the best value out there as far as price to performance. So that's why we, we chose that. Yeah, I would think that uh, more power uh, gets a lot of people in trouble. It can, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, if you... If you ever have, uh, if you haven't uh, really experienced a great deal of power, and even if you have, um, you um, you can make mistakes uh, that are uh, magnified, and uh, so I would I would think the Miata is a good starting point. So what I would tell you now is the um, Corvette now because technology's come such a long way with traction control and whatnot, it helps a little bit, but it won't always save you. Is what I would say. Don't always leave it up to the computer. Don't think the computer is going to save you in every instance because it won't. So, but it does help a lot more than they used to. Um, we might get into that in just a bit. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're here with Chris Grigalunas. We're talking about race car driving. We're talking about uh, a program which introduces people to going fast, but also has a whole corporate. Uh, group orientation along with the personal experience and we'll be talking about those things when we come back after this break. Whether cruising the strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. It's that time of year again. If you suffer from itchy eyes, sneezing, a constant runny nose, sinus headaches, or an increase in asthma symptoms, and you're tired of using allergy medicine, maybe it's time to stop putting a Band-Aid on the problem. Peachtree ENT Center believes in treating the problem instead of masking the symptom. We are pleased to offer an innovative alternative that can free you from this routine. Sublingual immunotherapy is a safe, easy, and effective way to treat allergies to food and environmental allergens for you and your family. Imagine placing drops under your tongue to treat allergies. No shots, no office visits with time off from work, and freedom from needing daily allergy medication. Just think, next year, you can actually enjoy being outdoors. About an hour of your time is all it takes to change the quality of your life. Remember, Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. 
You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. We're here with Greg Grigalunas, with Chris, Chris Grigalunas. <laughs> well, not Greg, Chris Grigalunas yep. of Azul Motorsports. Uh, he's a race car driver and he's the CEO of the company. And before the break, we were talking about uh, a couple of the cars that you use, the Corvette and the Spec Miata, um, which are great cars, uh, but there's a world of uh, uh, new cars out there. uh, And, uh, you know, I would imagine over time you're going to be evolving to include new cars. So what could be next? Uh, And and, and really, I think you can speculate, even though uh, you don't know for sure uh, what you uh, might have in the way uh, of cars in your stable. Um, Tell us what kinds of cars could be in the future. Good question. So um, also depends on relationships that are built in the future. Uh, Maybe we'll have a car manufacturer come on as a primary sponsor, which would be awesome. And then we could roll with a lot of their cars. Um, What I'm kind of looking for here in the nearer future, possibly, is um, what's called a road race stock car. So basically, it's, it's a stock car similar to NASCAR that turns right and left and is good for street racing, uh, not on the public roads, but on the private tracks. And uh, so we'll, we'll probably look at getting one of those uh, nice and loud, fast uh, stock cars to add to our stable uh, here in the future. I would think that um, GM or Ford um, would want to be very accommodating um, because um, not everybody drives making left turns. Um, and, um, you know, it just introduces people to some of the same thing that they're seeing in NASCAR, uh, only uh, personally, up close and personal. Uh, and so I would assume that uh, you will do, if you uh, get that kind of a car, um, the uh, ride-alongs, mm-hmm. but also I guess people could show up with their uh, Chevy Malibu uh, or their Camrys and... Uh, uh, really push it to the limit. Yeah. So there, there's. Uh, we don't do this directly. That we have partners where you can bring your own cars out, but we also rent our cars to learn for people to learn how to drive uh, at the racetrack, which is directly translatable to the street. Um, hopefully, you never have to encounter uh, a high rate of deceleration or you know high G turn or whatever. But in emergency situation, you better understand what cars are capable of and what your capabilities are too so coming out to the racetrack to learn is a very safe environment where people aren't texting on their cell phones Um, god forbid something does happen you have medical crews there right on site so um, it it is a good environment for people to kind of learn more about what cars are capable of and maybe even what they're capable of uh, depending on how we have it structured and how they want to play so can uh, they can go with you in the Miata and the Corvette, but can they drive those cars? So currently, uh, how we have it structured is a full day or two driving event. So if you want to rent our cars, it's not for a lap or two uh, or an hour or two. Um, because of the environment that you're in with up to 30 other cars on track at the same time, no pace car, active passing, you have to have an instructor in the car. It's, it's, um, it's a challenge uh, for someone to 
come in with no experience, jump out there and be proficient and safe immediately. So there's classroom instruction. There's an instructor in the car with you. It's, a, it's an all-day event, so you get fully immersed. Okay, so let's let's go down that path um, because I know that uh, – and by the way, uh, listeners can go to www.azul, A-Z-U-L, motorsports.com. And uh, while we're uh, talking, uh, be viewing the cars and uh, um, reading and listening at the same time. Multitasking. <laughs> yeah, multitasking. But um, I want to talk about safety, which you make it uh, really apparent uh, on the site uh, that it's a safety-first environment. And you talked about, for example, um, some safety um, features like the helmet, but also uh, you mentioned uh, emergency braking. And if you're going to go really fast, you probably should learn something about emergency braking. Um, uh, I remember years ago I went through a course and um, I it was an epiphany. Uh, I thought I knew how to brake at high speeds, but it was a whole other dimension. And when you feel... Um, it's a double-edged sword. You feel like you can do emergency braking. You might want to push the limits a little more. But at the same time, you know that it's like a controlled skid into what could become a controlled crash. So you don't want to push it. Um, so, you you know, you're, you're learning to drive safely. Tell us a little bit about what you teach people uh, in terms of safety. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, safety... Uh, starts with the state of mind, right? So uh, making sure your head's clear, making sure you're hydrated. People don't realize this, but when you get dehydrated, including consuming lots of caffeine because it's diuretic, it'll it'll kind of rob your uh, your body of water. Um, it, that affects the brain. So really being hydrated, being in a good state of mind, it, it starts with before you even get in the car, right? Uh, have the right concentration level, uh, not have your head somewhere else, right? Uh, getting into the car, obviously, uh, seat belts, depending on the car, it'll either be your traditional three-point harness that um, all cars come with these days, or if it's a, if it's a built race car, usually a five- or six-point harness. Uh, it kind of looks like a baby seat, right, because you have one, I like to call it submarine strap, comes down from the bottom, two across the, the waist, and then two across the shoulders. Honestly, that's the safest way to to be strapped in, and that's why baby seats are made the way they are. It's basically miniature race car seats. And that's why they don't need um, airbags. Correct, exactly. In fact, uh, airbags can hurt people sometimes more than they help. So in generally, when you're strapped in like that, you also have what's called a head and neck restraint. So because of Dan uh, Dale Earnhardt's incident, they now require head and neck restraints. And, and so what that does is prevents your neck from decelerating so fastly that it snaps the neck, right? So if you're contained in this, uh, in the straps and you have a Hans device on, really there's no need for an airbag, which is similar to why babies don't need an airbag and why they're turned around backwards so the necks don't. They're seated in such a way that they don't need a head and neck restraint. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. get just bent or distended in a way that's injurious, yeah. You got it. You got it. So, so and then on top of that, there's also safety factors in the car along with – so the Corvette's the street legal one, so that one does have airbags, all the safety systems that come from the manufacturer, and then also traction control and all these other uh, things to kind of help keep things within safer limits um, most of the time. Tell us about traction, traction control. So what's really cool these days is uh, computers have come a long way. And uh, the Corvette has what's called performance traction management on it. I, I have the upgrade for the magnetic ride control and all this that enables this. But 
uh, basically I use it as a teaching tool where it's selectable. So you go in the one where it kind of comes in earlier. And what happens is when you're going around a turn, if you put in the throttle too much, it'll slightly cut the power. Technically what you can do is you just put the throttle to the floor and the, com the computer and the car figures out how to get you around the turn safely. Um, but what I use it as is a t teaching tool to let people know, hey, too heavy of a foot, that sort of thing. So it, it really it can be used as a training tool, and as you get better and better, you you uh, dial back how much intervention there is until you know you're going at a really good clip. So do you have them uh, step on it through the curve so they can see what happens? Uh, they see the computer take over. Generally not. Um, you you usually don't have to with beginners. They have a tendency to have a heavy foot anyway, so um, it is uh, it's it's apparent when that happens. Generally, I don't have to have them flat foot it through a turn. So what about the, the race tracks? Um, uh, I, th I think you have two home tracks. Tell us uh, about the, the two, two different tracks, uh, how alike and how dissimilar they are. Those are great questions. And so two of them are Road Atlanta and Atlanta Motorsports Park because of their proximity to Atlanta where we're based. And so Road Atlanta is, has been around since the early 70s. I think 1969 is when they opened, if I'm not mistaken. And it's a two-and-a-half-mile track. Um, they host Petit Le Mans every year, which is uh, the season-ending race for what used to be called the American Le Mans Series, but now it's the United Sports Car Series. And then the other racetrack is Atlanta Motorsports Park, which was uh, built five years ago. As kind of like a country club, instead of a golf course, you have a racetrack. And that one is two miles long and has, forget how many total turns, I think it's around 18 to 20. There, there's a lot more turns and less space, so it's more technical. Uh, that's where you really hone in your apex, track in, track out, those, those sorts of skills. Um, very technical, really have to be on it and hitting everything correctly for you to have a good, good clean lap. Tighter turns? Some of them are absolutely. Some of them are even a uh, 180 degree turn. So it's uh, it's a roller coaster. It's it's a lot of fun. And less of a straightaway, uh, uh, less lengthy straightaway. That's correct. So um, at Road Atlanta, they have a long back straightaway, um, and that one's a little bit more flowing of a track, a, a higher speed track, I would say. A little less technical, still very um, still very challenging and fun, in, in that it. Uh, there's some blind turns, just like at Atlanta Motorsports Park. So they're they're both very good tracks and both very exciting tracks, just in slightly different ways. Uh, Road Atlanta has a little bit higher average speed, whereas Atlanta Motorsports Park definitely tests your ability for uh, tight turns. Um, Atlanta uh, Motorsports Park, uh, being uh, due north uh, here in Atlanta, probably doesn't need the um, longer straightaway for higher speeds. Uh, because that's what Georgia 400 is, is for. <laughs> I've heard that more than once. Keep the speeding on the track. There's no cops there. I remember uh, traveling uh, very fast when I first got to Atlanta, uh, and uh, um, it was in excess of, um, well, I won't say. Yeah, but don't say uh, But I, I, I think a, a woman in a Volvo station wagon passed me at about 130 on Georgia 400. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, let's um, talk about um, how you uh, schedule the events. Or rather, we're going to be taking a break here in a bit. We got a little time. Um, we'll um, we'll start in here um, with how you 
schedule the events so that mm-hmm. there are other cars on the track? Are there other other events going on concurrently or uh, that you uh, integrate with? Uh, is that how you get to, uh, to have other cars on the track? Great question. So uh, what I say is these events are highly custom customizable, and uh, for one of our clients, uh, they kind of wanted the track to themselves so we can rent the track exclusively for people and have multiple cars out there, generally more in the, the, the two to five or six range is generally the, the size that we've been doing so far. Uh, we have the capacity for more and love to, to host people that want to have a larger event privately. Uh, some organizations have a lower price point than that, and then we go in with uh, people that I know and trust that are renting the track, and then they have other people split the cost, so there's more cars on the track at the same time. And then that way, uh, the price level is brought down because you're not renting the track exclusively for your use. Speaking about um, uh, cutting the cost down uh, at these events, when we come back, um, something we should talk about is the fact that there must be a whole host of things that you do to make this more cost effective. I mean, you could burn up a lot of fuel. You can run through a lot of engines. We're going to talk a little bit about um, the efficiency behind um, the events and uh, the whole business offering. And then we are actually going to talk a little bit about your other business. We're here with Chris Grigalunas. And we're going to come back with Chris Grigalunas right after this break to talk more about going fast and uh, the personal thrill as well as uh, the corporate uh, events that he hosts right after this break. Whether cruising the Strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequal service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. 
Welcome back to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host, and we're here with Chris Grigalunas, the CEO and the founder of Azul Motorsports, and he's also a race car driver so that you can actually drive with Chris. He's a, an instructor, and in, in a little bit we'll talk about his background. But before the break, I was thinking in terms of uh, he mentioned um, structuring the events so there was some efficiency, and I was thinking about efficiency in general. Um, tell us uh, what the limitations are and uh, how you uh, – let's revisit that structuring of events for yeah. efficiency. Yeah, absolutely. So um, how you schedule the events. So if it's a private event, you're renting the racetrack all to your own. Uh, we just need to work with the track and you and, and figure out what dates work for you. If it's more of a shared environment where we can bring the cost down uh, f- for for the event, uh, that's more of on a, I don't really want to call it a race day, but like a day that uh, they, they have an event there. So it, those are more uh, firm because those are rented by the organization. There's lots of people coming in. Um, there are, me- there are uh, baseline costs, fuel, tires, brakes, cars, um, so uh, there's, I don't want to say this, there's uh, a barrier to entry that isn't, it's, it's not go-karting, right? These are real cars with real tires. They're thirsty for fuel, especially the Corvette, um, especially when you hit that throttle and it sounds so good, you want to do it all the time. Um, so there, there are some costs involved, and, and that's okay. That, that's just kind of the nature of the beast, getting out there and having an adrenaline-pumping time that, you know, <coughs> honestly, uh, depending on if you're, if you're riding with us, uh, it's it's anywhere from five to twenty five times longer than a skydive uh, adrenaline rush, right? So you're out there for a much longer time and about the same price point. So uh, when you really do some of the math around it, it can be less expensive than some other, I guess, adrenaline pumping activities. Yeah, it sounds like in terms of exhilaration uh, and uh, an adrenaline rush, um, it's uh, a lot of bang for the buck. Um, but also, um, there's no skimping on right. things like uh, tires and fuel. I mean, right. it just goes with the territory. Especially with the safety part, too, because, I mean, people can try to cut corners, but that's not one thing that we're in the business of. We're, we're in the business of keeping it safe and people having a good time and, and really having a, um, you know, a, a good brand image out there. N- not necessarily – we're not going to be the, the cheapest, least safe – right out there let's put it that way yeah i mean if you um part of safety is having tires in good condition and part of having tires in good condition is running through a lot of tires (laughs) you got it i mean um well um uh i um i'm also wondering um uh, i got i have a staff a small staff I'm going to set up a hypothetical, mm-hmm. um, and I don't have a great deal of money, but I think my my staff might have a good team building experience. Also, I want to reward my people, and so um, I don't have uh, as much money to rent out the whole track the whole mm-hmm. day right. just for us. Is that is that what you're saying that you can do it, schedule it in such a way that it coincides with some other cars on the track? That's correct. Yeah, so we share the cost of the track as opposed to renting the, the track for the full day, which depending on the track and the day, because weekend days are more expensive, um, an event like that can run anywhere between twenty and $40,000 for the day. Um, now, do you help sponsor those other events where people bring their own personal cars, or is that done by the track uh, itself as a separate uh, entity, and then you're both sharing the track as two entities? So I have uh, 
through my over a decade of doing this and experience at racetracks, I've built lots of great relationships. So there are other organizations that rent the track that we work with. Um, Just Track It is one. The other one's Chin Motorsports. Uh, they rent out the racetracks and have groups of people come in, and we come in with them in order to split the cost. Um, I noticed on your website, uh, I, in fact, uh, you have uh, a couple of nice images, and uh, I think I saw one um, a piece that had... Uh, there was a white Porsche. It looked mm-hmm. pretty new to me. Uh, and uh, so there can be some pretty fast cars out on the track. And when you're out there, um, am I mistaken, or are you probably one of the fastest, if not the fastest car on the track, and you get to experience what it's like driving almost competitively, but not quite, right. uh, against those other cars. So you're driving in traffic, which is really a rush, mm-hmm. and you're doing most of the passing? So it depends. Uh, once again, uh, some people bring cars out there that are hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of work done to a hundreds of thousands of dollar car. And so it's uh, those are quite quick cars, especially in the hands of a capable driver. Like a highly modified Ferrari or Lamborghini, yeah. Correct. Or, or even, um, you know, a, a Corvette that has like eight or 900 horsepower or something crazy. So there's there's some of those cars out there that are going to be pretty much impossible to pass because, you know, it's it's apples and oranges at that point. With too. drivers who have learned to drive. Correct, correct. And it just depends on, on the group. So if you want to get into this, there's different groups. I, I liken it to a pilot's license. So you come in as a beginner, you have an instructor, eventually get good enough to where you're signed off solo so you can, you're able to drive on your own. And then within that, there's groups. Of, of cars. So you start out in beginner, then there's an intermediate, advanced, and then instructor. It just depends on the organization. So depending on what group you're in depends on the skill level and quickness of the cars around you. So if you come or when you come out to an event here in the future, um, we can take you out in kind of in a beginner group and we'll be lapping cars pretty easily. You go in a more advanced group and it's not like that. It's, uh, it's much more uh, competitive as far as lap times go. Okay, now let's um, let's turn to an overview of what uh, what you offer to the public yeah. in the way of corporate sponsorships, client cultivation, employee recognition, incentive programs, and fundraising campaigns. Yeah, um, tell us about uh, corporate sponsorship opportunities. Yeah, glad you asked. So, there's multiple ways to play on this too, but most of them uh, involve having your logo or or brand on our cars, on our website. Uh, so what that does is whenever we're at car shows or promotional events or at the racetrack with our clients, your brand's going to be seen and visible. Uh, we also post out on social media and, and tag the, uh, the sponsors as well. Um, and we have a great list of partners, and uh, nothing's off the table. So if anybody has an idea out there that they want to share and, and kind of uh, see, if, see if we can help each other, I'm, I'm all ears for that. Um, th- this might be a good time to talk about uh, EPM and BI. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a sub theme to this program has always been uh, for people to learn how to undertake a new direction in their uh, career path and, or to juggle um, a couple of different uh, careers. In your case, um, you have a balance between a uh, personal private consulting business um, and the race 
Picard experience. Uh, tell us a little bit about EPM and BI and, uh, and how, in fact, uh, that parlays with uh, sponsorship opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so I've been in cars and computers professionally for over 10 years now. Computers did come first. And so I have a big data business intelligence consulting company. And so um, that's, that's where I was able to save enough money to self-fund this enterprise, um, turn my passion into a business, if you will. And currently, um, I am still working in that, in that job, but as, as Zool Motorsports is growing, I'm finding less and less time for uh, EPM and BI, and eventually it'll, it'll flop, right? I'll, I'll be doing uh, consulting less and race cars more. And so the uh, the sponsorship opportunities out there, actually, uh, one of my clients right now is in the automotive industry. So um, it was a selling point for me to say, hey, you know, I'm in to race cars in the car automotive industry, and I can help you with your computer systems. Let's do this. Yeah, that's that would be a perfect marriage. In fact, a perfect integration. It might be that you don't uh, entirely ever leave EPM and BI uh, by the wayside. That you it becomes a smaller part of what you do, or else you have other people to do that right. in conjunction with uh, Azul Motorsports. Um, what about uh, client cultivation? Tell us about that dimension. Yeah, absolutely. So um, a lot of people do client entertainment, or like I like to call client cultivation, and they'll go out to eat, to dinner, or maybe um, bowling. Golfing is a good way to, to kind of get some client time as well. Uh, however, when you think back, um, can you remember a business dinner you had 10 years ago, much less a year ago? Usually they're not very memorable. Um, and if you're an avid golfer, usually a, a game of golf, you're not going to remember unless you get that hole-in-one or something super memorable happens. However, I've talked to many people who have had race car experiences over a decade or two decades ago, and they still remember it like it was yesterday. So this is something that's supremely memorable, imprints in people's brains. They're going to remember it forever. So it's a great way to bring clients out to really remember you, remember the moment, remember the connections made. And we've been uh, successful in the past where – uh, a higher education um, uh, university had their current donors out with some potential donors and mixing and mingling at the racetrack and having their ride-along experiences, and it was a phenomenal success. They had a great time, and uh, even when I even when I go back there today, people are like, oh, race car guy, hey, you know, race car guy, you know, it's it's very memorable. So the client cultivation part really sticks with them a whole lot. Yeah, I, I'd be willing to bet that if uh, you have a group of people um, that are even uh, remotely into cars, uh, this would uh, be the perfect event and really put them over the top. Uh, in fact, more people could be potentially into this than they are into golf. Correct. Uh, so uh, it has, um, I think, tremendous potential. How about... Uh, and, for, and for the people, sorry to interrupt, but the people that aren't necessarily into cars or maybe not even into roller coasters, we, we scale back the G-forces and speeds so that they're comfortable. I've I've had a range of people in the cars, so um, if you're really not that comfortable, we can kind of scale it back to where you are comfortable. And uh, there's no shame in saying, you know, hey, I'm, I'm not feeling well, let's let's slow it down or, or do something. And we to- totally tailor that to you, all the way up to someone who's like, all right, I'm gung-ho, let's do this. You yeah, know? I'm sure you can read your passenger yes. uh, and tell when uh, they're yeah. having a good time through the curve or not. Right. Uh, and they when they prefer the straightaway or when they're like, full right. throttle, give me the big roller coaster. Exactly. And you just go for it. Exactly. Um, 
What about uh, uh, employee recognition? Yeah. So uh, all these have the same theme in the fact that it's memorable, right? All these are are things people will remember you for forever. Even uh, unfortunately, you know, there is turnover in the workplace. So even if they do go somewhere else, they're always going to remember remember this. So uh, employee recognition, say for instance, the sales incentive or um, you know, a competition internally, like where the prize could be driving a race car for the day or, you know, race car experience riding shotgun with, with a professional. Um, those are ways that you can reward your um, employees that yeah, way. Yeah, I think that's a, uh, a really great uh, recognition uh, program. We're going to take another break. We're here with Chris Grigalunas, and we'll be back to talk more about Azul Motorsports and all of the services that they render right after this break. This is Lawyer Liz. Join me each week as we discuss drones, the Internet of Things, and all the technology in between. It's Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz, Wednesdays at 2. Whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. This is Dr. George. Join me Wednesday mornings for Medicine on Call and participate in a lively conversation. Learn what's happening behind the headlines in medicine. Understand Obamacare and learn how to protect yourself and navigate the system. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. We're here with Chris Grigalunas of Azul Motorsports. He's the CEO, the founder, and he's a race car driver and an instructor. And we've been talking about the kind of uh, services that Azul Motorsports renders to the public. We, we, we talked about corporate sponsorships and client cultivation, employee recognition, but also tied in with that. Tell us about uh, incentive rewards. Yeah, absolutely. So this ties in earlier to like maybe a sales incentive and whatnot, which is somewhat similar employee recognition is this kind of it's a little bit different where they're motivated to do it as opposed to just giving it as, as a reward so uh, incentivizing sales organizations is a great way many of those people love adrenaline a type personalities very competitive right and so um, coming out to the racetrack is a great way for them to really let loose and have a lot of fun and it can definitely motivate people to uh, hit their numbers yeah I would think that they're 
are lots and lots and lots of people. I said before that this could be more people than play than the, the segment of the population that plays golf. Um, you can go to any corporate parking lot and look at the cars. That's one indication. <laughs> but even among the Toyota uh, Camry drivers, uh, or especially among the Toyota Camry drivers these days, uh, uh, you can find uh, people who would be motivated to want to uh, win a day on the track. Um, fundraising. You also uh, are involved in uh, supporting fundraising campaigns. Tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. So we uh, we believe in giving back to the community and doing whatever we can to help ho- however we can. And what we found is at silent auctions or there are opportunities for raffle prizes or, or other things that charitable organizations have during maybe a gala or a golf tournament. Uh, we've we've had our race race car out of golf tournaments, so I'm not trying to bash golf at all. But we know it, it's a it's a different thing than golf. So um, we've been out there helping organizations raise money by donating silent auction items, either um, in exchange for some uh, marketing help on their end, or um, sometimes at heavily heavily discounted uh, rates. Um, so. There's different ways to play, and we love giving back. So if you have a cause that you're interested in and it'd be a good fit, um, we'd be happy to talk. Yeah, and uh, again, I want to remind people they can go to www.azulmotorsports.com, learn more about um, the services, but also... If they want to talk to you, even though they might get in touch with someone else initially, uh, and they say, I want to talk to that Chris uh, uh, race car guy, um, they can always uh, talk to you. Absolutely, yeah. Um, What about, um, uh, you've got two events coming up, uh, Mm -hmm. one on Saturday, July 1st and at the Atlanta Motorsports Park, and one on Saturday, July 22nd at Road Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about those. Yeah. So these are events open to the public. So some of our corporate events or rentals are, are private events, right? You're the sole customer. But these these are open to the general public to uh, reserve your ride around the racetrack. So um, you can experience both racetracks in both of our cars. So, you know, four, four different experiences altogether. Uh between July 1st and July 22nd. And so these are ride-alongs where you would ride shotgun with one of our professional instructors, most likely me at these events. And uh, actually, July 23rd as well. So we're going to be two days at Road Atlanta. It's the 22nd and 23rd. And you can get to uh, sign up on our online store or feel free to reach out and we can uh, we can definitely help you through and, and recommend the, the right package for you as well. Um, nobody does something like this without some key um, uh, partners, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whether it be uh, uh, tires or helmets. Um, and in some cases, some of these people are are uh, your sponsors as well. Uh, tell us about uh, some of your your key uh, sponsors, or, yeah. or rather, mm-hmm. key pl- partners. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the sponsors and partners, honestly, the one person can't do it all, right? So having people you know and trust and, and organizations that trust you enough with their brand brand is excellent. So um, my consulting company is actually one of the sponsors, and that's how we, we reward and, and also entertain clients sometimes, obviously, right? Why not take advantage of oh, it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we definitely do that. Um, we also have It's By Design. Um, they do all of our marketing and um, 
printed materials. Uh, Big Frog out in Johns Creek, they help us with all of our merchandising. Uh, that's shirts, hats, t-shirts, um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Discovery Parts is a race car um, safety equipment supplier, which also they also give us um, or help us with our brake pads and whatnot. So they're they're a great help there. Uh, Just Track is one of the organizations we work with to uh, share track time with to bring the total cost of the event down um, for for people. Uh, Gran Turismo East is our preferred tire shop where we go get all our tire work and alignment and brake. Uh, Breaking suspension work done. Uh, we have advanced automotive specialists actually wrap the road from here. Uh, Mark up there, he helps with not only the Miata but also our, our personal vehicles and whatnot. He's been a huge help on on making sure uh, the the bigger things, things outside of brake pads, fluids, uh, the the easy stuff that I can do myself. Outside of that, they really help out with a lot. Um, and then tons of our charitable par- charitable partners too that we've been working with. Um, and there's there's too many to list honestly with that. So um, you know those are those are our, our big big people. And then we also have a pro business channel, which which uh, we have a, a uh, driving business faster uh, program on uh, that happens once every few months as well. So those those are our great great sponsors and partners that we work with. It's definitely one of my favorite uh, colors, but where did Azul Motorsports come from? Great question. And so, uh, as you alluded to, Azul means blue um, in Portuguese and Spanish. My wife is Brazilian, so um, both of our favorite color is blue. And we're starting to think, hmm, what's a good name for the company? Uh, it starts with the A, so if it's alphabetical listing, it'll come towards the top. It's only four letters, so it's short and sweet. Um it sounds kind of cool, and if you don't know Spanish or Portuguese, you're like, what is that? You know, it generates curiosity. And uh, honestly, when we looked online, it wasn't taken. Nothing even close to it came up. So went ahead and got the domain immediately and started working from there. Um, smart move. Uh, let's go back a while. Mm-hmm. There are lists, and, and by the way, there's a brochure that you have that has this, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, a uh, pretty darn adorable shot of you um, looking under a, uh, a big, uh, what do they call those old uh, cars? It's uh, like a, pe- a pedal pe- or pedal car or something uh, where you put yeah. your feet and it kind of moves it. One so. of those pedal cars, and you might have been three uh, years old, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, that would have been maybe the roots of your interest in uh, the mechanical workings of, uh, of cars. But uh, talk us through... Uh, those early stages, uh, you're tinkering with cars and things, yeah. and then uh, you told me a story about um, uh, a, you're a little older and you uh, go to the track with your dad. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us uh, about that period uh, in those critical years when the seeds got planted for uh, racing. Yeah. Always been mechanically inclined, loved messing with cars, restored a Volkswagen Beetle in high school. And I had time and not a lot of money, but I had a lot of time, and it took over two years to do it then. So if you're thinking about restoring a car on your own, just be forewarned. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's when I had time. So um, always loved working with my hands and getting into stuff. And when I was 21, my dad took me to a race car experience. And it was a lot of fun. Um, we turned left the whole time, and it was a big V8 motor, and it sounded great. And uh, the one thing that 
kind of threw me back was that there was a pace car, and they limited you to 145 miles per hour. Well, 145 miles per hour is pretty fast, granted, but these cars are designed to go over 200 miles per hour, so it was, I want to say it's idling because it wasn't, but it was it was definitely like in a comfort zone. Cruising. It was, it was cruising. That, that's a perfect word for it. Thank you. So we were just cruising around the track. I'm like, man, I really want to push this thing. I want to hit the pedal. Like, let, Let's see what it can do. So that really drove me a few years later once I could afford to buy my first uh, race car. Um, bought it and went out there and the rest is history. Like it just took off from there. Um, doing lots of events and then eventually becoming a certified Porsche instructor. Also instructor at BMW Club. Uh, like I mentioned, just track it and Chin Motorsports are two of our, or they're called Chin Track Days now. Two of our, our partners we work with, I instruct with them as well. So um, I just kind of snowballed after that first experience. Like I want to do this. And uh, the car that you're racing was a Subaru. It was an all-wheel drive Subaru. Tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. So the first car I I bought was a a Subaru STI. And uh, after the warranty was up, put a cage in it, race motor, race turbo, made it a real race car. And eventually that one was not street legal either. So um, that was a whole lot of fun. and, And that kind of catapulted me forward. And then uh, coming back to the Miata and the Corvette, really thinking about seriously what would be the best cars for, for not only myself but others to enjoy the, the sport, and uh, that's what we came up with. Well, it seems that you uh, parlayed uh, a passion for uh, race car driving uh, and, uh, and, and business. Uh, the EPM and BI uh, business uh, would seem to me to be a, a perfect complement in many ways. You're helping businesses um, mm-hmm. uh, with big data, but also um, some of those same clients would be perfect for uh, sponsorship or employee recognition incentives. And and I can't help but think that there's a tremendous potential that this uh, model uh, could work in a lot of the major markets uh, across the country. Uh, is that something you've given some thought to? Absolutely. So, um, so we are a self. I am a self-funded business here, so there are some capital constraints right now. However, in the future, when we get investors and, and things are ramping up, where we're getting some money to be able to reinvest, uh, we'll we'll be looking at um, how we can expand this for sure. Yeah, I would think that General Motors, Ford, Chrysler, all the Japanese manufacturers would see the benefits of having people be exposed to um, uh, their cars on a track and to driving fast and the exhilaration and learning about safety and learning about performance. So I, I think the sky's the limit for you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Chris Grigalunas, for coming on to the Business Hour. Ron, I appreciate you uh, inviting me out here. It was great uh, talking with you. You've been listening to the Business Hour here at America's Web Radio. We're on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Have a great weekend. See you on the radio and the Internet next week.